What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Next Level Freedom Church podcast. My name is Trenton Cruz. I'm the lead pastor of Next Level Freedom Church in Jackson, Missouri. If you're seeking a church family that can help you grow in your relationship with Christ, or maybe you just want to check us out online, be sure to check out our website, www.nextlevelfreedomchurch.com. I hope today's episode will inspire you and encourage you as you fulfill the destiny God has for your life and fulfill your divine purpose in God's master plan. Thanks for tuning and God bless. Okay, since I got no response, (laughs) let me help you out. The only way you're going in with God is if you take some time to pray. Your worship's great. You know, it's fun to lift our hands. It's fun to talk and Say all the good things, but you know what? Unless you have a prayer life, unless you actually talk to God on a regular, that doesn't mean squat. Because God wants a relationship with you. Relationships involve two-sided conversations, too. Too many times in life we get our grocery list, and we come to God with our grocery list. God, this is what I need. I need this, 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 amen, I'm going to sleep. Did you allow God to have a part of that conversation? See, here's the thing. I want to teach you something tonight. Is that all right? Anytime you have prayer time with God, there should always be a point where you just listen. Always. Relationships only work if the conversation is going two ways. Meaning God's got to have a chance to talk. It works that way with spouses. It works that way with friends. It works that way with people. The only way you can claim you have a relationship with someone is if you communicate. Communicate doesn't mean you own the whole conversation. That's how you lose friends. Communication's about everybody gets a chance to speak, and sometimes you just need to sit in God's presence and listen. And we're going to take a few minutes to do that as people come. Here's what, I'm, here's what we're going to do in a minute. I'm going to give us, you know, some time to just listen. Because I want to teach you something this year. It's a new year. Fresh start. Let's learn to listen. God is speaking. He wakes me up in the late hours of the night. I think it was like 3.30 last night. No, 2.30 last night. He woke me up. It's always around that hour, 2.30, 3 o'clock when I'm wanting to sleep. God will wake me up. As you enter into a new year, it is the year of the open door. But the only way you're going to recognize the open door is if you have a relationship with the king. So I want to take a few minutes to just give you some time to think and pray. Don't sit in your seats and pretend like none of you have needs tonight because I know you do or God wouldn't have had me stop a service to do this. And here's what's also going to happen. My daughter and Taylor are going to be praying for the youth. Youth, that means you're going to listen, not talk back. Because next time it might be you. I just know what God spoke to me today was let her pray for the youth. So that's what we're going to do. And Taylor's going to help just because she's there, and they work better as a team anyway, right? So 
during that time when we're praying for the youth, it'd be great for youth pastors, youth leaders, if you help with you, come behind them and be praying with the girls. You can pray silently. You can whisper whatever. But don't interrupt. I think God's going to give some words tonight through her to the youth. But he's also going to give some words to the adults. It's a new year. It's a fresh start. You've been coming looking for a word from God. Now's the time. We're going to take about, take as long as you need and just let you listen. But then begin to come. And let one of these leaders lay hands or pray with you. If you're already ready, come on down. But I want to give you time to listen. Just ask God, well, God, what are you speaking to me this year? January 3rd, 2024. What are you speaking to me right now in this moment? When you've had your time with God, come. Youth, begin to come. When you're ready, the girls are going to pray with you. Adults, my wife and I are going to be here. We're going to have these ministers team up, pray with you. If we get to a word, we get to a word. If we don't, I don't think Pastor Brett's going to be too hurt feeling-wise. But uh, I think he will get to a word tonight. But come. He was talking before the service, and I'm not going to preach another message, so y'all ain't got to worry. I know it's like after nine. Uh, he was praying before the service out there. He was talking about the scripture. It was Elijah, not Elisha. Elijah spoke. And out there we thought... I couldn't remember which, and I thought we decided it was Elijah. It is Elijah. Elijah, okay, I think I said it's Elijah. It's Elijah in First Kings chapter 18. As he's doing the prayer time, when he's praying, I'm just trying to slip as quiet as I can around because I don't want to be a distraction, but I also know God was telling me to look up this verse. He said, read it to him, so I'm going to read it to you. And then there was a part, I want to, it's interesting that he brought up Jezebel. At the same time, when I went to look this up, he hadn't even started preaching yet. And uh, I got down to chapter 19, because we're reading the end of chapter 18, but then in chapter 19, it talks about Jezebel. And I'm like, okay, God, I don't know how far you want me to go. Well, then he started talking. He's like, that's why I want you to read that too. So you know, I'm just going to read it to you. This is the words. You want to argue with something, this is God talking. Verse 41 of chapter 18 of 1 Kings says, Then Elijah said to Ahab, Go up, eat and drink, for there is the sound of an abundance of rain. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So Ahab went up to eat and drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel. or Carmel. Then he bowed down on the ground, and he put his face between his knees. And he said to his servant, Go up now, look toward the sea. So he went and looked and said, There is nothing. And seven times he said, Go again. Then it came to pass the seventh time that he said, There is a cloud as, a, as small as a man's hand rising out of the sea. Check out what Elijah does. He says, Go up, say to Ahab, prepare your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. It wasn't nothing but the size of a man's hand. But he knew what was coming. He saw the Spirit. God gave me that word. He's been giving, he's been speaking this word to me all week. We spoke it outside. I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. But watch what else God showed me tonight as we're listening to them and speak. 
And his word was timely. It was timely. He was right on time. Then it came to pass the seventh time that he said, There is a cloud as small as a man's hand rising out of the sea. So he said, Go up, say to Ahab, prepare your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. Now it happened in the meantime that the sky became black with clouds and wind, and there was a heavy rain. So Ahab rode away and went to Jezebel. Jezreel. Not Jezebel yet. I almost said Jezebel. Jezreel. Then the hand of the Lord came upon Elijah, and he girded up his loins. Here's what I was talking about. This is in your Bible. And ran ahead of Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. Ahab's in chariot. Elijah the prophet outran the king on foot. What did the guy say? He girded up his loins. He's running. And I stopped there and then I read the next verses and God was speaking to me back there. Because you got to watch what happens here. The abundance of rain was coming. He said, I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. God's rain is coming. Deliverance is coming. The remnant church will see it come. The asleep church that's numb, they're going to miss it. But I want you to notice what happened. If you're not careful, watch what happened. The prophet outran the king. He girded up his loins and he started running. Then watch what happened. Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done. Also how he had executed all the prophets with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah. Saying, so let the gods do to me and more also if I do not make your life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. Verse 3 says, and when he saw that, he arose and ran for his life. Went to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah. Left his servant there. Left his servant standing there. If you're not ready, the abundance of rain is coming. I hear the sound. I'm speaking it prophetically. I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. If you're not ready, when Jezebel comes knocking, you're going to run for your life. And you're going to miss it. He talked about that tonight. If you're not ready, if you're not living this thing 100%, you got to be all in or all out. There's no fence. We always talk about people straddling the fence, but there's no fence. No. You're either with God or you're, or not. you're not. The world don't like you to tell them that. Yeah. It is yeah. black and white. That's, right. that's, that's it. Black black you're either for him or you're against him. No Gathering or scattering. The world would have you think there are gray areas. There's not. It's black and white. The rain is coming. Amen. Are you going to outrun outrun the rulers of this world? Yes, sir. Praise God. Yes, sir. Are you going to be the one that as soon as they start making threats, you run? No, I ain't running. Because that's what the church has been doing. Yeah. Think about it. We've been bowing. Just giving in. Well, we can't say that. We might be offensive. Right. So what? Since when did God tell you not to be offensive? Right. Matter of fact, what did the world to the world we are offensive? Right. 
There's all kinds of stuff. In scriptures, that's all over. I just can't think of one. That's why I had to pause for a second. I can't think right. of one offhand. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure Jesus even talked about that. Oh, yeah. yeah. They ought to be offended by you. Yeah. If they're not, I question you. Yeah. Where do you stand? You ought to be ruffling some feathers, making some people mad. That's not saying you go looking for a fight. Right. That's saying when you're speaking truth, regardless of what they're telling you. You can't do that. You're not ready. You're going to be the one running when Jezebel comes knocking. All right. We'll stop. I mentioned earlier, God woke me up at 3 a.m. Thursday night. Had a word for me. Now, this wasn't the first scripture I turned. Because I read for about 30 minutes. I sit there and just read Jesus' words. The words were in red. That was the beautiful part. I love red letter Bibles. Um. <clears throat> He woke me up. This wasn't the first one, but this is the second verse. But it's still, they both are similar because they're both in Matthew 21. But I want to read you the shorter one. Here's what Jesus had to say. Uh, it's Matthew 21. We're going to read 27 through, I think it's 32. So they answered Jesus and said, we do not know. Uh, well, we don't need to read that part. <laughs> Let's go to the next part. He asked him a question there in verse 28. He says, well, what do you think? A man had two sons, and he came to the first and said, Son, go work today in my vineyard. And he answered and said, I will not. But afterward, he regretted it and went. Then he came to the second and said, Likewise. And he answered and said, I, I go, sir. But he did not go. Which of the two did the will of his father? And they said to him, The first. Jesus said to them, Assuredly, I say to you that, a tax, that tax collectors and harlots enter the kingdom of heaven before you. For John came to you in the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him. But tax collectors and harlots believed him. <clears throat> and when you saw it, you did not afterward relent and believe him. I'm going to stop there for a second. But all of the verses tied together. He, I, was, I read probably 21 through 23, 24. I noticed it read right into chapter 24 when we get to the Mount of Olives, which we're going to get into um, more again. I said I was going to come back to it. Well, I think God's going to use this series to tie it back to that. And we're going to come back into Matthew 24. But what's Jesus talking about here? And this is just one example. He gives another example of vine dressers right after this talking the same way. He's saying that the religious crowd is going to have a harder time getting to heaven than the harlots, the tax collectors, or the people that are struggling. The people that are coming into this house, many of you have already been there. You're those harlots and tax collectors. Yeah, that's the way they used it, so that's why I said that. But you've come from a background. You've come from a mess. And God told me before I launched, he said, I'm going to send you David's mighty men. And I looked at that. I'm like, God, they didn't start out so mighty. And they didn't. But here's what the promise is. He, he can take a tax collector. He can take a harlot. He can take those of us addicted to drugs, those of us addicted to alcohol, those of us addicted to other things in life, and turn them into something. And that's exactly the kind of people that this house is sitting here to reach. We're not here to reach the religious crowd. We're just not. We said we do things different, and we do. We're not here to have a traditional church service. We're not here for that. We don't believe in that. I mean, we have the music and the speaking, and I get it. But if God tells us to stop in the middle of the service, those of you who've been here long enough know, 
and have some prayer time, guess what? We're stopping everything we're doing, and we're going to go into prayer time. And he almost did it tonight, but he said, wait, so we're going to do it now. Um, so people that are messed up is who Jesus came to reach. And what he's saying is, you, because you were so religious, didn't believe the message when it came to you. But the tax collectors and the harlots and the people struggling with drugs and those people struggling with alcohol and those people struggling with all these other things going on, messes in their lives, financial issues, other addictions, things going on in their lives, those are the ones God has sent Next Level Freedom Church here to reach. We're not looking for those that think they're perfect. We're looking for those that are messed up. So if you fall in that category of messed up, I'm one of them then you're in the right place because that's what we're here for. I'm not here for religious people. Matter of fact, I don't see religious people sticking around in this house very long, especially if they're stuck in religious tradition. They're not going to be here very long because we don't do that. They want to be out in time to beat the Baptist or Methodist to lunch, and we don't do that. I mean, we may be here till 1 or 2 o'clock in the afternoon. We never know when we're getting done, right? What amazed me, though, is the testimony that came from Africa years ago. They will start a service at 11, start worshiping. Now, these people are coming from miles, walking to church, to villages. And it may be three or four in the afternoon before everybody finally gets there, but they won't start the preaching until everybody has made it to church. What do they do? They have fellowship. That's what they do. They worship. We watched, actually, I watched, and I encourage you, if you got time, Love and Truth Church, my pastor's church down in Tennessee, they have a YouTube page. You can go find it. Last Sunday's service, what they did is they had a group of kids from Africa, from Uganda, came and did a whole service. And can I tell you something? Me and my wife both talked about this. We were watching it on the way to Christmas Eve with my folks. We're like, these kids got more hype about them than half the church people that are in church right now. These kids are here to worship. We want that to rub off on our youth, but not just our youth. Go and watch it. Watch those kids. These kids are uh, YouTube, Love and Truth Church. Just look it up on YouTube. They got a channel, and it was the one from Christmas Eve Sunday. They invited them in. They sung. They danced. They praised. And even during the slow worship, it was amazing to me because you watch these kids. They have no families. One little girl, she gives her a little testimony after she sings Jesus Loves Me for a minute. She doesn't even know who her parents are. They left her in a locker. The African police found her. And she got to this orphanage, which they have an orphanage, they have a church, they have a school. This ministry has got a lot of stuff going on. I said, we might have to sew into that. But uh, as a matter of fact, when we get a little bit bigger, I'm going to invite them to come. We're going to let them dance because it's going to be awesome. But uh, I'm just... These kids just know how to worship. Why is it? Because they've got no other person to depend on. You get bored in America, you turn to your video games or your phone or your computer or your television. They don't have that. That's why God does more in African Africa than we see here in the States. We're taught to think logically. God can't do that. They've got no one but God. That's it. They don't even know if they're going to eat the next day but God. 
but they believe it and they worship him just as strong as the most powerful Christian I've seen here in the United States, even more powerful when they're dancing and singing. So I encourage you to check that out uh, and get some inspiration from that. So um, I'm excited for what's coming. Y'all get ready. Buckle your safety belts. 2024 is going to be a ride. That's what I can promise you. There's going to be some hard times. There's going to be some good times. But in all those times, God is moving. And yes, revival is here. It's already here. We see the beginnings of it, but it's already, it's been here a few years. Revival's been here. I know the news doesn't talk about it. That's because they lie to you about a lot of stuff. But revival is here. God is saving the street people. That's who we're here to reach. I'd rather we get, and we've had it. We've had it at the tent here in this sanctuary. People directly walking back from the liquor store, stopping by the church because they were invited in. Shaden, of all people, I know y'all know Shaden. He darted over and invited them, and they come. And then they would come, and they'd start bawling because God put a call on their life, and they knew it. And you know, some stuck around, some didn't. But that's not on us. We're just here to minister with, while they're here. Amen? All right. If you need prayer tonight, I'm going to have the pastors coming down.